Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. And my name is Aaron. This week is Rage War, a.k.a. The Dungeon Master, from 1984. Directed by David Allen, Charles Band, John Bilcher, Stephen Ford, Peter Manugian, Ted Nakalau, <laughs> Rosemary Turco. I feel like they left somebody off. I was going to say that was the longest name you've ever read, Joel. Uh, with a Manugian? No, I just or meant like all the names combined into one. Oh, it's just one person. Just yeah. one person. <laughs> and starring Jeffrey Byron, Richard Mole, and Leslie Wing. Seven directors, huh? Seven directors. Wow. Each alike in dignity and directing style. As was shown to us through the power of Charles Band and potentially Full Moon Entertainment. I think this is pre-Full Moon. Yeah, this is probably pre-Full Moon. Mm. So, Aaron, is your pick? Yeah, yeah, guys. I was on YouTube maybe, uh, gosh, must have been at least six months ago now. Six uh, months? This has just been cooking? Yeah, yeah. I was I was on YouTube just doing a, a search on cheesy movies, movies that perhaps are, 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 are uh, something that are my a cup of tea. And this came up. And I watched the trailer, watched it again, and I was like, okay, this is it. God, I gotta watch this. This is it. Uh, but you waited. But I waited, Joel, because I wanted to watch it with you guys. You were chased. Nice. That's right. I was like, uh-uh, this is podcast material. My next pick. I must share this bounty with my friends. That's right, Joel. The bounty of seven directors. Possibly eight. Possibly an unknown director. Possibly. Unknown <laughs> uh, um, identity. Yes. The Seven Challenges of Richard Mull, uh, otherwise known as Bull from Night Court, right? What's he called in here? He starts with an M, I believe. Mestima. 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 It's like Noxima. Mestima. It's like the cousin of Mephisto. Uh, yeah. I mean, Mephisto. I guess, I wonder if that's a name used anywhere else, because the computer seemed to know. Oh, oh yeah. Can we talk a little bit about... I guess how this movie starts. No. Do you want to go over that real quick? Or are we just going to are we gonna act like that didn't happen and just uh, talk about a man jogging from work? Uh, <laughs> Is that what this movie's about? It's a... a man who jogs? <laughs> a man who jogs home from work. work. Yeah. Likes to keep in shape. I feel like... Glasses. Somebody was like, we need to add something to the beginning of this movie. Get the hearts racing. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> like at the end, they were like, "I didn't see any boobs." <laughs> I thought there was gonna be like nudity. Yeah, Lady's kind of wearing a sheer top, right? That's that's not no. Want to sell this picture? You gotta have the real thing. It's gotta be out there. Uh, yeah. So what happened, Sarah? Tell 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 us tell us the tale. So the very beginning of this movie, we see a guy who's laying down somewhere. So it's exciting, is what you... <laughs> and there's kind of some mysterious music, and he sees a lady, and um, he chases after her around this, like, industrial silo-type area, and um, her kimono-style 80s dress is blowing in the wind, and he's chasing her... <laughs> And then he sees she's gone inside some place, and he goes in, and she's totally naked. Oh, she takes off that clothes for him. She's she's she opens that robe, and she's she's ready to go or something. And then just after a little more chase, you know, through through the room from Stalker, I'm pretty sure. What oh was yeah, that? yeah, straight from Stalker from, from the zone. Yeah, they were in the naked zone. <laughs> Well, you know, you when you go into the zone, you, you get your heart's, you know, biggest desire. So I think oh, he, he was right, just like mm, right. naked lady. Wow. Also, goblin people. So I, I'm really glad, Joel, you were able to create some type of moral uh, understanding from the movie zone, or, or excuse me, from the, the stalker movie, from the movie Drop Zone with Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yes, that one too. Yeah. No, the, I'm really glad you're able to come up with some sort of moral anything uh, from Stalker, dude. Thank you. I've been thinking about it for the last two years. I had to come up with something. Trying eventually. to unravel the mystery. Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> they kind of start making out. On a bed, and he's he's starting to uh, take his clothes off. When all of a sudden, these ghoulish creatures come in through a door, and they take her, and then they jump back through the door again. And he's like, "No!" Yep, wakes up in a cold sweat, and that was sweat. a a nightmare he was having. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Yes. Slash erotic dream. <laughs> hey, sometimes a nightmare will give you a boner. Yeah, I think uh, I think Socrates said that. <laughs> oh, boy. Was that in Bill and Ted's report? Yep. <laughs> Can we talk about something else, Socrates? Uh, <laughs> not, that, not that kind of report. <laughs> Then we get the title and the credits. And All right, I uh, thought that we were watching a documentary. I'm glad that those credits popped up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is that's the coldest one of the coldest opens I've ever seen. We're just like there, and he's already taking a nap or whatever. You know, one of my friends on Facebook recently had um, made a post asking about movies that had this type similar opening, something that is related to the movie but not necessarily having the uh, protagonist mm. in it. I see. Uh, the only thing I could come up with was I was thinking like the first episode of Game of Thrones where it opens with like the these like 
Um, right, you know, they, these characters that aren't necessarily the main characters, yeah. but they give you a feel of of what the world is like. Right. It's kind of a horror movie beginning thing, like in yeah. Scream or something, or like... Yeah, Scream's a good one. Yeah. Someone had mentioned It Follows as well. That starts off That's with true, characters yeah. unrelated to the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean... And that totally goes with what you were saying about horror movies as well. Yeah. It does. I was going to say, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, but I think it isn't. It, it isn't a different person in the beginning, is it? It's one of them. Uh, it's the blonde girl, right? Right, yes. Yeah. She just doesn't end up getting yeah. it. But she does become one of the more important characters yeah. later. They can do that with horror movies, though, in the beginning. Sure, right, yeah. Or they'll, like, kill somebody off first thing in the beginning. But this doesn't fit into it, because that's our it, main Obviously, that's our it's main our difference. dude, yeah. But it's, it's not the main girl. It's another girl. No, he's cheating on his woman with, with virtual lady in his dreams. And, like, in his dream, didn't he have, like, a suction cup thing on his head, too? So, oh, like, yeah. Is this just, like, some computer porno- pornographic fantasy that he had, like, built with his computer? Like, it's some pretty... Wo- it's a, I mean, I know I'm already kind of spoiling the movie. That's but- a theory, dude. I mean, we're going to spoil the movie. Yeah, so. yeah. What I was thinking was that that was Cell, his <gasps> computer that he's in connection with. Cal? Cal? Sorry, Cal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. Excalibrite. Yes, Cal. Oh. And that is like, oh, I will seduce him in his dreams, therefore he will only love me. Uh, I guess it wasn't an evil computer. I mean, that was just kind of a side thing. They, they could have done the whole thing without him having this con- computer connection. The computer could have just, like, launched him into the world and yeah. had the thing. Yeah. Well, that's what makes this... this, this- Next part of the movie, where after this dream sequence so interesting, is you're, you're kind of getting a little bit of our, our hero's life as he's just kind of doing his his thing during the day. And the, but like out of nowhere, like he'll he'll just get like a like some sort of like indicator like in his glasses, some mm-hmm. sort of computation of a, maybe even like a, a like a I don't know like a cheat code to like being better at work. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Uh, you can look right at a circuit board and the thing will analyze it for him and tell him what was wrong. He's like, yeah, I'll get it up today. Don't worry, buddy. Like, oh man, you're the best. He's the computer master. Yep. He he could have been a computer master in this movie. They call me the computer master. So I want to say something about this day in the life of this guy. <laughs> He seems very happy, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. not a care in the world. He's yeah. healthy, he's fit, he exercises, he's got technology he's created, and he's uh, doing well at work. He did say he was broke, but that didn't seem to be a problem when he needed some money later. He has a girlfriend. A real girlfriend, not just a computer. Not just a dream lady. Yeah, he has a real girlfriend. Not his computer uh, programmed dream girlfriend. <laughs> Why are you looking at me when you say that? Well, oh, oh, sorry, Joel. <laughs> yeah, Sarah, not a real. He has That's a real bad. girlfriend, not a just computer generated girlfriend. Yes, yeah, uh, I'm computer generated. Oh, <laughs> makes sense. Weird science and all. Oh, awkward. Sorry to bring it up, Sarah. <laughs> it's okay. Man, Most gonna, people don't know. That's why I find it so hard to fit in. Wait a minute. We got together because you told me you were like the girl from Mannequin and you turned into a mannequin <laughs> while I wasn't around. 
Dude, oh. does that make me the Hollywood in your guys' lives? Because I'm, like, really excited right now. About yeah. That. I mean, you dress like him every day. Thank you, Joel. Mm. Thank you. But he's not... I mean, this guy... I don't know if we're supposed to think this guy's a good guy, because he's, like, changing the traffic lights when he's running. No, Joel, you're just seeing him... You're, you're seeing the sense of this... The man and machine have become one. And this is what you're getting out of it. He gets all the pro, all the bonuses, none of the minuses. Right. Yeah. It's a cool thing he can do. Okay. And hacking an uh, ATM machine like uh, John Connor in Terminator 2. Well, there was a repercussion for that, Joel, because he, his, his, his friend Cal had mentioned that his bank was overdrawn. He overdrew it. Yes, but that wasn't, I don't think it was his bank account that he was taking the money from. Oh, so you're saying he hacked into someone else's account yes, to get it was twenty like, bucks? This, this one has money. He only took twenty dollars for some reason. No, but he said he was overdrawn, so I had assumed that he had taken that twenty bucks and it was it was affecting his account. I think that they were talk I think it was his account too, if I had to take a guess. I don't know why. I don't think it matters. Okay, let's rewatch the movie. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't mind. This movie's great. Let's do it. There's a lot of exercise. And the oh girl God. is doing an aerobic uh, dance routine. I can't believe I almost forgot that. <laughs> it was the 80s. You had to have some sort of women in leotards and, <laughs> and things flexing on the ground and oh gyrating. My, the, my only problem was our, our intro synth just didn't really make sense with their moves. Partially. Yeah, yeah. Too, but some, something they couldn't pay for. They paid for one song in this movie and we don't hear it until later in the movie. This is like that Jamie Lee Curtis movie with John Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like Ninja 3, which we watched part of. And you and, remember you and, I think it was you and Kempo had left and you came back in and, and uh, I, I think it was me and Aaron were watching it. And it just happened to be the part with the ladies gyrating in the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, were you guys watching? I swear to God, it didn't look like this. <laughs> I was not watching a movie about women shaking their butts at a camera. <laughs> sure. Certainly not with my friend Aaron either. <laughs> we certainly didn't have our arms around each other. Right? <laughs> not at all. Not a compromising okay. position whatsoever, Joel. Uh -huh. nope. You see, I had to take off my pants. They burst into flames. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> At this point in the movie, it kind of reminded me of Electric Dreams. Oh, yeah. And I think it does have some similarities. Yeah. And computers are a big deal, you know, in this this time period. They're starting to be in homes, and and they're, they're like a main part of, like, the workforce. Yeah, we got to make movies about them. But what if there was a wizard? <laughs> There's no mention of D&D &D either, which I think is kind of odd because... yeah. It does seem D&D &D to me. <laughs> I'm not sure which version of the title makes more sense. The Dungeon Master, I guess you could call the things that, that uh, evil Satan dude yeah. puts him into different dungeons. Or That's what I was thinking. Or Rage War, which definitely doesn't make any sense. No, Rage War is the worst title. First of all, there's no war being presented here, nor is anyone... Well, I mean, I guess... There's plenty of rage. There's lots of rage. Mm -hmm. I thought it was supposed to be, like, wage war, oh. but it was changed to rage war. That's true. He was out of money, and he needed money. That's a sequel. Wage war. Wage war? <laughs> Dang. I mean, wage war has two different meanings. Mm -hmm. There's 
you wage war against somebody. Okay. And there's money. Mm. And wedgie war. Third movie. The wedgie war. Wage, wedge, wedge, wedge. Super wedgie war. Super wedgie war. It's my and, new, that's my new video a, game coming up. It's just a Korean movie. I've seen it before. Okay, <laughs> super, super, super wedgie war. What are you even going on? So, about? so what, we've got this. We got a man who's got a computer in his his glasses. Mm-hmm. Although yeah. it turns out for some reason, she says something about like, I know you connected to that computer because of the accident you had. No, don't worry. That detail's not. It's never going to come again. Don't even worry about it. We got two fit people. Very Super fit. fit. They, they're in, one of them is definitely in love with the other. I, I think they're in love with each other, but one of them is not so sure of the situation because Paul just he can't be anywhere without his computer. His computer is the most important person in his life, next to the lady uh, Gwen. Right? That'd be Gwen. You're mm-hmm. right. He consulted with his computer about proposing to her, and the computer said it made sense, so he was proposing to her. And she got kind of upset that um, this was a choice he made with the computer and not just, like, from his heart. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like uh, Riker consulting data before proposing to Troy. Oh? Yeah. Should I, should I, sha- should I let her shave my beard, Data? I wonder how many times people went up to Data and asked him to do a calculation like that for them. Like... Oh, Nobody yeah. else was around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, he was doing all that stuff anyways. They just... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no. Star Trek is important. It's important. It's, it's kind of Star trek too. I mean, you gotta weasel it in somewhere. So then they do the real crazy thing on us. <laughs> yeah, after he proposes... You mean when he proposes to her. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. No. <laughs> Decide they're not going to get married, and then wait. They are going to get married. It doesn't matter. They they go to bed, and they're uh, going to sleep on the decision. I believe gr- they want to stay together. Yeah, yeah. they want to stay together, but they're going to sleep on the decision. I believe. Right. He's got no shirt on. She's got no pants on. Together, they equal one human. <laughs> right. That's way. That's the way math works. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about. Awkward line moments in this movie. Definitely during the scene in which uh, he's trying to explain to his lady that she's more important to him, explaining that they have a, a more intimate link than he and his computer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was uh, that was a brutal line? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty rough. There's an intimate link between us that the computer and I can't make. Wink. Which obviously the beginning of this movie. It, it, I think he was trying to make that link. All right, this is before yeah, USB ports were a thing, so you know, mm-hmm. the, you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. You had to use like a you know scuzzy connection or yeah something like that. So it's, you know one of those big things like that. It just doesn't any. It, it, you know, it was the most grown worthy line mm-hmm. in my opinion. I don't know. There were a lot of grown worthy. I don't. I think that was the one. Yeah, probably right. <laughs> At least for me personally, that was the one. I was like, oh god. <laughs> what did you think of the male protagonist, Sarah? I mean, did did he strike you as a particularly handsome man? Um, not really my type, but yeah, I mean, I guess for the purpose of like, like what people consider classically handsome, I think he probably got you know rules based on that. <laughs> based on based on his chin length and yeah, he had face jawline. face symmetry and stuff yes. going. He looked like a human. Cast him. Yeah. 
And he tricked me with those glasses. I was like, that's a total dork. But I was wrong. Turns out he's a real cool dude. He had a little- oh. oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, he had a little bit of Christopher Reeves going on there for a moment in the office. Yep. A little bit of that going on. Yeah, totally. But Christopher Reeves is like, I'm going to drop my pants and get something done right now kind of thing. Like, that. this guy this guy, I wasn't ready to jump in the sack with right away. So, you know, I got to get to know this guy first. Yeah, no, same, same. Hmm. Yeah, it felt like he was a brain and an athlete, which in this era was kind of a lot for one person to pull off. The whole eighties, like healthy, healthy eating and and uh, exercising and and keeping in style thing. That's that's the only thing we didn't get was the health nut food part. Although she did bring in groceries, I saw vegetables poking out of those bags. We're not even talking about the interesting parts of this. <laughs> no, no, the big, the big twist, which I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, Sarah, can you tell me about the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, can you when explain this? Mo- this to when this us? movie is actually worth watching. <laughs> okay, so this is not very far in. We've just been talking about a few minutes of it. <laughs> uh, to go back to the aerobics class. No, no. I'm just <laughs> His glasses, which are kind of like Google Glass type thing, are sitting on top of, like, something and looking at them while they're asleep. And they get thrown into this fantasy world, this other alternative reality, Mm. maybe another dimension. And there's a guy there, we haven't had any introduction to him or anything, but he's a tall, menacing character with a cape on. And then he basically tells them that they've got to play his game or something like that. Right. Gwen is Gwen is chained up to a wall. Right. They're both in their, like, pajamas when they both show up, but the first thing that this wizard dude does is he puts her into some sort of fantasy uh, princess outfit. And he gets put into Mega Man's suit. No, I mean, not really. It's It looks like kind of a Tron knockoff <laughs> Yeah, thing. Tron, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Including a special gauntlet that he holds the Infinity... Uh, I mean, uh, he's got he's got uh, Excalibrite in it, which is uh, like his computer. like a power glove. And that's his thing. new name. Excalibrite. And Aaron's favorite part of the movie happened, which he posted a video of right here. And I was like, cool, there's going to be a sword in this movie. No. <laughs> that was the only sword in the movie, wasn't it? Yeah. It was just so that he could jokingly knight him Excalibrite. Oh, yeah, that was the scene, wasn't it? Wasn't it? But he called upon the power of uh, Satan, was it? Or was it just the Dark Lord? The Dark Lord. Come on, we heard it like six times. <laughs> Well, I, what did he say? It was... It just blew my brain away, Joel. I can't even process properly. Let's hear the line. I call upon the power of the Dark Lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to rumble? <laughs> Sorry. By the power of the Prince Prince. of Darkness, which is a John Carpenter movie that hasn't come out yet. So they predicted that. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Alice Cooper, right? Yeah. I think he's got a big part, but. 
Yeah. Yeah. The Prince of Darkness, which he's calling upon with a sword. And then afterwards, he basically tells us that he is the devil. He's the devil. Right, he's he's the king of darkness. He had to call him the power of the prince of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hierarchy of hell, right? It's, it's like when your your kid borrows your car, you know. The prince had the power. It was a real I have the power type moment. Oh yeah, yeah. And no no lightning, lightning flash or anything like that. That's that's okay. There's plenty of special things that are about to happen. Because uh what what is this guy's name? Memnock? Memnock the devil? Is a uh, Me- Misty uh, Memphis. Mestima. Mestima. Which I thought was a girl. Yeah. And then we find out, no, he's Mestima. He's just talking about himself in the third person. Oh, he loves the third person. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that third person. Are you using that third person? No. Okay. No. Mestima says, <laughs> we're the coolest. Oh man. Anyways, if he wants to get his girl back and return to his life, he has to defeat all of Mistima's challenges. Yes. And by the way, the first one has started. Boop. He did state that there were seven of them. There were seven, seven challenges. challenges. And how many directors these. were there? Oh, uh, there just happens to be seven, Joel. That's crazy. Seven directors. That's a crazy coincidence. By the way, this movie is less than an hour and a half long. That is some bold ambition. (laughs) They don't really waste time. Yeah, they're really... And it wasn't boring. We were wondering what the heck was going to happen next, but it was silly. We were were laughing. Yeah, I'd say only one of the missions was a real dud, and that's... uh, We'll get to that one. It's it's one of the last ones. Ah. Uh, uh, The first mission is uh, we, we see Paul... Uh, and uh, Gwen have been transported to a very cold room, <laughs> and they are surrounded by very famous dead people. You know, we've got uh, we've got the frozen Jack the Ripper standing on a standing on a uh, like a platform that says his name on it. You got a werewolf, the famous werewolf man, of course. Uh, everyone knows about him in history. <laughs> uh, like, well, during the werewolf times, Joel. Mm-hmm. I mean, those lichens. He they- was- <laughs> First of his name, Mr. The American Wolf. werewolf in London. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, Louis the Sixteenth. For he's just there to get his head cut off. But yep. And uh, there's probably some other things. There was a mummy. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. And the most evil person of all, sitting on a throne of ice, wielding his power crystal. His power crystal, which he was known for. Oh, very well known. Mm-hmm. Because when I, uh, listener, when I say the word power crystal, what's the first famous person, <laughs> uh, historical figure that comes to mind? I'll wait. Sarah, what's the answer? What do I think of? <laughs> no, I mean, who was sitting on the throne? Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. Oh, yes, History's yes. History's greatest monster. And you'll agree with that if you're watching that uh, genius TV show that's on uh, National Geographic Channel. That guy got around, if you know what I mean. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good show. He was a genius in the sack. Anyways. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. But like we said, these are all challenges. Yeah. So poor, <laughs> so poor Gwen starts to freeze up. 
just like the statues. Oh no! And Paul's my like, legs are freezing, Joel. Yeah, Paul, do something. Paul's like, okay, and then he falls down a hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he literally just. Oh. <laughs> but don't worry, uh, Mi- Misty. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Mistima. Mistima. I, I, I just can't remember his stupid name. He's like Wolf Mistima. What, what does he say, Joel? He says, "Oh, are you? Do you want me to change things, Gwen? Is it getting a little chill, chilly in there? Why don't I turn up the heat?" And that's when everything goes from a blue to a red, and then it's like. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the heat is on. Well, she gets defrosted. But okay. there's a problem. What's the problem, Joel? What happened? The problem is. Okay, sorry. No, the heat <laughs> is on. <laughs> the frozen bad guys start to attack her. Man. And Jack the Ripper Brutal. just grabs her. Yeah, he wasn't waiting around. Nope. And that's what he's there. He's there, he's there to well, murder some young ladies. So. It looks like he's been frozen for a while, so he's oh. probably ready to, you know. He's out of practice. He doesn't get her right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, yeah. Well, he's lavishing. He's yeah. lavishing it. He's like, oh, this is great. I'm going to murder a lady. I mean, he doesn't even look like he's really there altogether. He's just, like, working on instinct, which is, I've got a blade. There's a lady. I might as well lower it towards yeah. her. That's true. I- get away from me, wolfman. I thought it was supposed to be hell frozen over with, like, Einstein just happened to be in it. The king of hell, Einstein. (laughs) It turns out, though, the reason Einstein is there is he's the key to solving this problem. Which is when Paul finally uh, runs around and the uh, monsters all reach towards the camera. Well, don't they all line up, like, perfectly to, like, like, get in his way? Oh, yeah. yeah. And he pushes a couple of them. Yeah. But uh, he takes uh, Einstein's greatest invention, the uh, the crystal grenade, um, which he talks about in uh, one of one of his books. Uh, uh, is it in the Dungeon Master's Guide? Uh, yes, that's what it was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Guides to Dungeons by Albert, Albert Einstein, <laughs> Chapter One. Ooh, it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> that sounds nothing like Einstein. That was great, though. Uh, anyways, he throws this thing, and uh, everybody freezes again. Problem except, solved. except our heroes. Oh no, yeah, they're fine. That's how, that's how you solve the, the puzzle. Now, pardon my memory. At this point, were they immediately teleported back to the demons, like kind of like desert bungalow? With the flames coming yeah. out of the ground. Yeah. And then she was again up in her chains. Yeah. The problem is she, she does so many different, like, uh, costume changes. Like, does she go back to her, like, fantasy costume at this point? Or is she, like, in her, like, um, pajamas again? No, I don't think she ever goes. She doesn't go back to her pajamas until the end of the movie. Oh, okay, so she goes back to the fantasy, yeah. like, costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, uh, Mistmaker is either touching her face or he's, he's, just, you know, he's just getting close to her or something like that. <laughs> just want just to get close to Oh you. my god. The devil is like, first of all, it's What's-His-Face from Night Court. Yep. Bull. Yes. <laughs> Richard Bull. And um, that's kind of distracting. <laughs> I, I, have a con- I have a confession. I have a confession. Of yes. Me. I've never seen Night Court. Neither have I. Well, I did. And um, 
As far as I remember from my kid's perspective of mm-hmm. it, it was an all right show. I'm not I'm trying sure. to, I wasn't trying to out you as no, the only one to watch okay. Night Court. Oh, it was a popular show, so. Yeah. I mean, it was up there with like Taxi and stuff and Cheers, uh-huh. like one of those types of shows. Okay. Yeah, so the devil, like, feels her up at some point and is, like, being all creepy to her. And, I mean, he didn't use the computer thing he had in the ice room, but it's basically like the computer against the devil. Yeah. He has the power of the computer, and the devil is saying, this is the greatest magic I've ever seen, and you're a worthy (laughs) adversary for me, finally. Finally. Through all of time, I never had such a great... Um, I never knew it could be this good. <laughs> yeah. So what's the second challenge? Aaron, do you remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so he's teleported into this room. Um, his lady isn't present, right, at this, at this, oh, at this venture. Right. It's just him, and he's, like, dodging these zombies. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, like a couple zombies, and then I think this is probably the first appearance of the laser beam yeah. Come, yeah. coming at you. Because when he figures out he could actually do something. Yeah, yeah. So he laser beams uh, the, these these zombie dudes, and he ends up what appears to be a a tiny throne. And laying upon this tiny throne is this little goblin creature guy, and he's just like cackling. In like full puppet glee, he's got he's got, a lord of hell. I don't remember what his voice sounds like. But. I can't remember, but it was very pleasing to the eye for me personally. I was like, "This is pretty cool." And then he's got he's got like a little staff with a crystal on top of it, and he's just he's just maniacally cackling at uh, at at our hero. Yep. And uh, I already know your fate. That's right, and that's when he reveals. The zombie version of Paul. Oh my gosh. And it looks like the showdown between the two is about to commence, but then Paul just stares at him, and the zombie version of himself disappears, and he stares back at the, the rat goblin guy, and he's like, he's like, that was my, that was my possible future. But, but I think, I think, oh, I'm gonna butcher the line. It's, it's, uh, I, I reject your reality and substitute it. For my own. Yeah, M- Mamushka pops in and he's like, I know your future while you die. And that's when he says that line. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he just mind over mattered that. Yep. The funny thing about that part where he's, his own zombie form of himself pops out, I, th- I don't think any of us realized that's what it was at first, but it was like supposed to be this <gasps> yeah. shocking moment. It's like, Oh, okay. If you if you look carefully at his clothes, it is the same clothes he's wearing. It's not like the guy. It's not the actor also playing a zombie no. form. It's, it's some guy wearing a zombie mask. Exactly. So at first, I was like, uh, it was kind of like, feast your eyes on this great thing that's going to happen to you. <laughs> and then it's just generic zombie again walking in him. And I just kind of looked at Joel, and I was just kind of like, what? What is this? What? Yeah. What's- <laughs> the hair was different. The face was different. <laughs> Um, we saw similar clothes, but I kind of felt like, what is this supposed to be? Like, face your greatest challenge. It's you as a zombie. Can you kill yourself? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't think that'd be a challenge if it was like a zombie that some demon threw at me to try and, like, kill me. It's like Star Wars. And it's, you know, Luke's on Dagobah. 
And uh, he goes into that tree, and he fights Darth Vader, but Darth Vader, spoiler alert, turns out to have his face in there. Ah. And that little, little gooby goblin goofball, whose name is, uh... Something he had he like yoga in in the movie he was credited as himself, uh, which was yogurt. Is his name yogurt? Yes, his name was yogurt. Will you stop that? Will you stop your <laughs> liquid Schwartz? No, uh, rat spit. Oh, rat spit. Yes. Okay, okay. Good rat friend, rat spit. Has rat spit. He played himself. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a big fan. Big fan of rat spit. I thought you were a big fan of. A certain type of music, which I don't think is the next challenge. Never mind. <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm, I don't worry. I, I, I'm, I'm, you're right I'm, with me. I'm, I'm there. All right. I'm there. So yes, he goes back. Uh, creep, creep, wizard is like, you know, I kind of like this lady. I like her a lot. What if I touched her and places? He's like. Well, he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't doesn't have a reaction to it. He shoots a laser. Like, oh, don't yeah. do that. You can't penetrate this shield. It's made out of a thousand souls or something. Yeah, like that's that. what he's. That's the exact line, Joel. Maybe that's later. I think I missed the thousand souls. It's made of a thousand <laughs> souls. It was an important line. Yeah, okay, and which totally had consequences later. That's though. right. Ooh, he was nah. the master of souls. That's right. That's why lasers couldn't soul him. So what's the next challenge? Is that when uh, he wait he like is in a field knocked yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when he wakes up in the field knocked out, and uh, um, a couple of our uh, friends from Willow decide to steal his gauntlet. Yep, he's just lying there. And uh, if you saw a certain movie, it's very similar, <laughs> very similar to a certain Marvel movie scene, <laughs> except for we're not going to get into that. But uh, yes, it, it made us laugh. And these these goblins, yeah, they they take his gauntlet and they run off. And he wait, he finally wakes up and he's chasing after them. And uh, you know, I'm thinking they they got much shorter legs. You're gonna you're gonna catch these guys, no problem, no problem. But they get far enough ahead that they leave his gauntlet on a, a stone on that is in front of a temple, a temple that has a huge stone man sitting on it. It looks like kind of a stupid stone man. A stupid <laughs> stone man? Yeah. The f- the expression on the face of the Good statue who? is kind of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it! That was the look right there! <laughs> I guess the guy looked like Shrek. Um, it was a Shrek statue. Oh. And this movie, I feel like it kind of had a budget, but at the same time, there was something that made it feel kind of like a made-for-TV movie. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear. It's not like it's not like you can't clearly see what they're trying to do. There's just certain moments that feel more low-budget than others. Mm. Um, but they definitely did some special effects, and um, this was one of those parts. So good. Yeah, because when he retrieves his little armband there... It kind of seems like the challenge is over, so he starts to walk away, and then we get some awesome stop motion going on, because that statue gets up, and it's giant. It was so good. Yeah, that was kind it was of a so good. Clash of the Titans type mm. moment. Yeah, so he's hiding behind a rock. The statue, by the way, has a huge jewel in its forehead that shoots lasers, trying to shoot our hero down. Also, the little munchkin dudes are, are throwing rocks at him, which is not nice. You shouldn't throw rocks at people. <laughs> Listeners, stop throwing rocks at people. Like, 
this kind of reminds me of like like a series of dreams I used to have as a kid where like um you were doing it with a naked lady no just this this particular like aspect of it Joel <laughs> like like I don't know I don't know how to explain it other than like uh, basically the dream was set up where everyone was like against me and it, it felt like 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 almost like a video game in a lot of ways I see I don't know I don't know how to explain it other than that. You were the protagonist of yeah. your own dream venture, and everyone was antagonizing you. There you go. There I go. see. And there were naked ladies everywhere. At every corner, Joel. Wow. It did feel kind of like it could have been a dream. I see what you're saying. There were more than one. There was more than one part where it felt like it could have just been a bad dream or something. I mean, it doesn't help too that the setup is they're sleeping. Yeah. While this is all going on too. Right. So. Mm. Shouldn't have taken all those drugs. Anyways, he just shoots the ro- the the giant uh, stone man's jewel in his head and pops it, and that's that's it. <sighs> At this point, I was kind of like, these battles, these challenges don't seem very difficult. Because he, he's, a, he's a pretty fit guy, and he's using the computer stuff, so he's getting stuff done. But, I mean, he's already done three yeah. pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Well, number four is a bit more complicated anyways. He goes back to desert land. Wizard friend is... Sitting around, or no, he's he's hanging around, Mistimo. Magneto is hanging out. A.K.A. Satan. Oh, yep, Stevie. I mean, Satan. And he says, oh, do you like music? I've conducted this special music. Oh, right. The devil asks him the most, like, inane questions. Like, it's it's like he's talking to just some regular guy off the street, and all of a sudden, do you like music? Like, <laughs> do you fancy music? What the heck? Like, it was just so random. It made me laugh. Like, I was just like... I was expecting him to, like, reach behind, like, some of the rocks and just pick up a guitar and just be like... Yeah, I thought he was just going to start playing the organ. At first he plays this odd cacophony of sounds, which they both seem to dislike. I wouldn't say it was, like, torture to hear it, but it it wasn't great, you know? Didn't sound like music. Yeah. Honestly, guys, I think... I think that's how he could have defeated our heroes is just pull it, play his entire like mixtape for them and just like, <laughs> watch as they shrivel and like turn it off. <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> Here's my next album I've written. No, no. He's got he's gotta show him what real music actually sounds like. That's right, Joel. So he, what happens? He programs his computer and which the first iPod was this guy's wrist thing. And it starts, first starts playing some rock and rolls. <laughs> Steve Jobs stole it from. Yeah, Steve Jobs stole it from. From Paul. From, from, from Paul. Dragon Master, whatever. Dungeon Master. From Dungeon Master. Paul and Gwen. Shay. Steve Jobs gets out of the theater and he's just like, I know what I'm going to make now. Mm-hmm. I say right. computers of the future. Yeah, you're you're right. right. You're right, Joel. Why can't I play my songs anywhere? That's a question we've all had. Even if we're trapped in a different dimension, being antagonized by a wizard. Fair so, enough. the next challenge happens. The next challenge is um, 
a shock rock group. <laughs> what? Called, uh, what are they called? They're called Wasp. Wasp. And they're singing this, uh, righteous song, and everybody is just headbanging, and... It would be their, uh, their hit, Tormentor. And this, his girlfriend has been transported into some kind of little box where she's, like, tied up and wearing this, like, cat suit, like a leather cat suit that's, like, got cuts on it, and it's supposed to be kind of, like, sexy, like all of her outfits are supposed to be, I guess. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But it's like he's trying to help her by getting through the crowd of crazy rock and rollers that are just totally digging this show. Yep, ladies are reaching all over him, you know, not the kind of nice ladies that his his fiance is or or girlfriend or, you know, I don't know if we established that. Let's go back to the beginning. We don't Uh, know what uh, kind of relationship it is. Yeah, it could be. Either way, they're in love. Um, But uh, he gets it to that stage and I think uh, one of the Wasp members just punch him right in the face. Something like that. He's not going to get up there in time. Nope, he's not going to get up there in time. Did they show the lead singer as the devil for a second? Who I don't know if it was the lead singer, but it was somebody. Somebody was at the the thing, and then you know, torturing his, uh, Gwen, and then he like turned into the devil. Uh, I believe it was the lead singer yeah. Wasp. Yeah, turned okay. into Massimo. Because I honestly thought I imagined that because when I looked back again, it was the other guy, hmm. and I was like, oh, so it wasn't. The other guy, it was the singer guy who makes a lot of faces, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I believe you said he's in a, what what kind of band was it? Shock Rock. Shock Rock, yeah, you gotta make a lot of faces for that stuff. It was kind of, it was kind of um, rock music, but kind of like Motley Crue or something, but they dressed more hardcore than that. They had like spikes, like guar or something. Yeah, they were definitely like an extreme heavy metal band for 1984. Yeah. For sure. Um, I felt intimidated by their power. This was a breath of fresh air for me in this movie. Did not expect... Did not expect any any metal band to pop up in here, and I was just uh, like, okay. Yeah, 100% did not expect it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> I was pretty excited. Pretty excited about that part. There's a pretty big heavy metal connection with, like, horror movies, though, right? Uh, absolutely. Like, it's like a, t- a true romance from the ages. <laughs> I think so. Well, what, I think was so. That, what was that other one we watched? With? The Gate. Right. Yeah, the yeah. kid from the gate was a big metal kid after Absolutely. his mom died. Mm-hmm. And once again, associated with the devil, obviously. Well, I was going to say that Wasp probably was a power conduit straight to Mistimo's Mistimo himself. Probably. All the all those fans hailing them. Yeah, led that was negative energy going straight to his power source. Yep, Stevo definitely used his power. Stevo, uh, what? Stevo? Yeah, isn't that his name? Mistimo. Whatever. How does he defeat Steve-o. him, Sarah? Do you remember? Breaks a guitar? No, mm-hmm. I don't know what he says. <laughs> Aaron, do you remember? I actually cannot recall. He, he looks at his computer thingy, and the, the cheat code comes up, which is that if you play a high-frequency oh, sound, yeah, yeah. you will defeat this level. Like, that thing gives him the answer, because he can't figure it out. It's, so, a, it's the Konami code for this movie, Joel. Yep, so he does, and all the band members explode one at a time, or they just disappear. But 
Something yeah. like that, yeah. So you're saying if you play a high frequency at a heavy metal concert, the, the band will just disappear? Yeah, they've never played a high frequency at any <laughs> metal concert before. You play the brown note, they'll disappear real fast. Oh, I think that makes everyone disappear, Joel. Uh, some people. So then he has to go back and talk to the devil again, which... I think this is when the devil tells his cat story. Oh my god. Oh. The devil... He's such a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, leading up to this, he's I feel he was a very good showman. Like, he had a lot of great presentation. But, like, this story just seems so Dumb. unnecessary. Yeah, unnecessary. We need, we need to pad out the runtime, so let's give him a monologue. While, yeah. he, while he pets a fake cat. I was a real cat, I believe. Really? Because I was looking and its eyes were wide open. It, did it was not a blink. fake cat then. Okay. It was a fake cat. It was just like, I mean. Taxidermy <laughs> something. I mean, we don't really get a good look at it. I mean, You're right. Let's let's call up Charles Band and ask him. Well, I thought it was a real cat, but I, d- I didn't see it. I wasn't paying attention. Because listeners write in today. I didn't want to see him set the cat on fire or something. That's what I was worried that this movie was going to head in that direction. And, yeah. I, and I was about to say, this is why I've never heard of this movie then. Mm. The story he was telling was from the context that he was not a demon or the devil, but like he used to be a human. So Yeah, like when I was a little boy. Mm. I'm like, wait, Satan was a little boy just hanging out with a cat? Yeah, little Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> little Sadie. Damien. Yes. <laughs> little Sadie. What's wrong with little Sadie? Oh, you rascal. Little double boy. Yep. Yeah, little hell boy. Little hell boy. Haven't you ever heard this hell boy? Uh, you gotta tell me what that is. I don't know. It kind of sounds lame, though. Well, you can listen to our previous episode <laughs> on the movie Hellboy, which is everything you need to know about Hellboy. No reason to read a book. I'm about to throw this laptop <laughs> out, of, out the window. <laughs> Say goodbye to your precious podcasting gear, Joel. Anyways, he's got a terrible story about killing a cat. Yeah, he talks about killing a cat. No bueno. And that he thinks it's great and funny. And Animals. I'm, you know, I don't like those kind of stories. It didn't offend me in this scenario because it was so unreal. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes movies get a little over the top with that kind of thing. And um, in this scenario, it was just kind of like, okay, this is just supposed to be a story about how he's evil. Yeah. Even when he was a kid. Little devil kid. It's good that our <laughs> it's good that our uh, protagonist, uh, Paul here, sticks up for all species. Oh, yeah. All he's forms so- of life. You humans. Does he quote the Bible? That I can't confirm. What does he quote? Uh, I think he quotes Albert Einstein's book um, about the crystal grenades. Stop it. Tiger is saying he didn't like that story either. Yeah, this is actually the most appropriate time for a cat to uh, interrupt the pod. Yeah, I have no idea what he says. But either way, he's a bleeding heart. He says animals... Are nice. Animals are radical. Animals are good. You suck, Mistimo, basically. Uh, Cliff Notes version. So, something about all life is precious. Precious. Yeah. Precious. It was kind of a borderline Picard line at some point, too. <laughs> you want me to say, I need you, Mistimo? I need you. Sure. 
yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Straight up the torture episode right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I've seen. Tight. Yeah, the only episode you've ever seen a Trek? Yes. Right on, man. Right on. <laughs> well, if you're going to watch any, talk about how many lights there are. Oh, see, that's a different episode. Yeah, I was thinking different. It was cute. Sorry, homie. Oh, man. There were four lights. I don't know how many lights there were. Four lights. <laughs> yes, he says four. <laughs> Anyways, to pay him back, he sends him into regular time. RT? It seems like. Real right? time? He's RT? Like, he wakes up in the alley where Batman's parents were murdered. Oh, right. I thought it was from Little Shop of Horrors. That too. Jake. Same sound stage. All right, so so yeah, he 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 uh, he he stands up and uh, but I mean the as the camera is kind of like panning through the scene, you're seeing a trail of blood as the viewer, but Paul doesn't see it at first. Uh, when when he when he uh, when he walks over, he picks up a newspaper and the paper reveals a photo of his girlfriend, and she's been murdered. And then he can't help but notice that there's a cardboard box that's kind of like uh, human sized. And he picks up he picks up uh, the piece of the cardboard and there's a dead lady under there, but it's not his girlfriend. So he kind of like sighs a sigh of relief, oh, I think. I don't care if it's a random one. Yeah, yeah. That was that kind of moment where I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> okay. And it's Howard the Duck. I know. <laughs> They'd like start off the movie that way. Falling into a trash pile in an alley. Yeah, I was kind of waiting for Howard the Duck to land. Comic book movies and, and ending up in alleys. I was just thinking, hey, Spawn is also like a homeless guy hanging out in alleys too. Scrawny Steve Rogers with the trash can lid. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yep. It's a good thing he didn't pick up something that wasn't circular with a handle. Something else. I mean, you know, that destined him for the shield. If he'd say he picked up a, a grate or something, <laughs> he would have had some weird weapon. <laughs> Whatever, whatever you pick up in this alleyway, Steve, it will be your your weapon. Tommy Jones, that's your destiny, boy. <laughs> just, he walks around with a trash can, like not the lid, but just the trash can, a cylinder. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a two by four. You'll be the two by four man. <laughs> the two by four man had a nail in it. Jeez, says America. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Oh, bad. So, murder they wrote. Yeah. Conveniently enough, uh, Mistimo decides to, to chime in. He he speaks from above. He's like, "Hey, that's tomorrow's newspaper." <laughs> <laughs> Don't cheat on the crossword. <laughs> Numbers. Oh yeah, <laughs> man, he could have made some money. Go make some horse race bets. Perfect. So Paul definitely shouts like, "So she's not dead yet," or something, something to that that effect. Mm -hmm. And and uh, so then he realizes that this is the best time for him to go try to find his lady, save her life. But as he starts running towards the opening of the alleyway, the cops show up. What? And, uh, and that's the rest of the movie. He gets arrested and processed. Uh, he has to spend a couple months in jail. He gets a public uh, defender. Uh, he's laughing. Gwen, of course, was murdered. He's definitely he didn't oh, save her. Yeah, and uh, he's yeah. definitely laughed in court because of that computer wrist thing. Yeah, he ends up getting the chair. The end. Yep. 
I thought it was a gas chamber. I mean, this is 1984. I don't know. I mean, well, you know, the, that's not even a funny line to go yeah. down to. I was Anywho. Say, the, uh, public executions. Uh, what's the funniest one? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were making commercials for Tombstone Pizza about a firing squad, okay? It's not my fault, people. You know what's hilarious? A guy who's about to be shot to death. Like Mussolini. <laughs> Dude, the firing line has been like the uh, the staple of comedy for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Looney Tunes, I could, we could go on. What do you want on your tune? No, yeah, that's true. Yeah, cigarette. Cigarette. So this one actually does feel a little disjointed to me. The whole thing, the whole time they've had this like, okay, you gotta... You've got a bad guy, you've got a fight, like, in this thing. And in this one, there's, like, a killer who's been killing women, and you, like, see his apartment, and he's, like, got pictures of people cut out. He's got the news clippings of, like, the killer stuff. And then you see his girlfriend is reading that there's a want ad for dancers. Yeah, and she's... It seems like she's not aware that she's in a simulation anymore. Like, she... Has been washed out to be like in this thriller horror movie or whatever that's going on. I was wondering that maybe she just woke up and was like, oh, that was a bad dream. Yeah. Better go on with my day. Where's oh, Paul? yeah. Oh, who cares? Yeah, you're right. I guess the continuity of it doesn't make sense. Who's Paul? Who's Paul? Yeah, Paul's dead. Paul is dead. Paul is dead. Clip, clap, gloop, whatever it is. So basically, he escapes from the cops real quick by using his little laser. I mean,. It's not real quick, but he takes a quite a long, a long he doesn't time. Want, he doesn't want to use the, the obnoxious laser. He has to use the subtle laser. <laughs> the two-beam. Don't worry. Those, no, by the way, don't worry. These police officers do have donuts. In case you were worried. Oh, that's right. There's the whole question of what's inside one of those jelly donuts, right? Mm-hmm. What What am I eating, he says. What am I eating? I don't. When you just stuffed it in your mouth already, biting into it, like yeah. shouldn't you ask that question before? Yeah, that was a bit strange. Mm. These cops, uh, uh, uh-uh. uh, uh, not the brightest boys on the block. Nope. Yeah. So finally, yes, he does eventually escape from the cop car into an alley, and he wants to find where his his Gwen is. Yes. Yes. So he uses his computer, mm. and computers like. There are two possible locations. Like, uh, for some reason, this whole section had a complicated answer where he had to try to figure out. Uh, it was almost as if the computer knew the help wanted ads and understood Gwen's wants and needs, where, where her skills were, right. and was able to calculate out of all these locations where her her uh, audition was. Potential places, or it could be. Well, I guess the clue was that she was already out on the street to begin with. Right. The murder so, was either going to take place at an auditorium yes, or some abandoned thing, is what they said. Oh, okay, based on the new newspaper article. Right. Right. Okay. And it reminded me of The Dark Knight. Because, like, I've got Harvey Dent in one, um, one thing, and I've got Rachel, whatever her name is, in the other. Rachel. Whatever. Rach, Rachel gonna die in the other one. About that. A lot of time. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Martha, Rachel. Who wins? Oh, oh, oh. Who wins, we lose. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> just, just, just give it up. 
So he goes to the audition, and uh, that's, yeah, the murderer's already there. Oopsie. Getting ready to stab her Well, it's kind of a nick of the time kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. He uses surgical um, blades. Oh, yeah, that's right. In this one, we definitely get a, a bit of a buildup here. As Sarah mentioned earlier, you know, you, you kind of scope out his, his his environment a little bit. You see his newspaper his clips. Lair, yeah. You see <laughs> his, his nice oak box where he, where he opens it up and he's got his surgical blades. Yeah. I wonder if it's like footage from a movie that they didn't end up making or something. Possible. <laughs> Leftover things. Possible. I don't know. But I know what those are called, and it's bugging me that I can't remember the what, a scalpel? scalpel name. Yeah, I was mm. going to say exacto knife. <laughs> it's called a doctor sharpie. It's supposed to be more <laughs> sterile than an exacto knife. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Not the exacto knives I use, as they're all steam cleaned by uh, Steemo. What's the name of the guy again? Mastima. That'd be Mastimo. Machina. X machine. X mat. Steamo. Anyways, he solves the murder by killing the killer. Or he doesn't kill the killer. Because he the killer gets laser. caught at the end. He yeah. shoots a laser in a mirror <laughs> and bounces the laser off to his hand so he drops the knife. Right. And the setting, of course, this is a dance studio. So the mirror is like, you know, a full full-length wall mirror. That he fires his laser off of convenient. Well, and it's also kind of one of those things where, like, he walks up and he's staring at himself in the mirror first. Like, yeah. Like, like shouldn't what you be funny your girlfriend, <laughs> dude? Like, so oh, man, I gotta check myself out here in this mirror. I <laughs> thought maybe it was supposed to be, like, a force field oh, or something. Oh, okay, like, okay. Well, I like that force field when they first got sucked into the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Which, okay. That part didn't make any sense either. Stuck behind a force field where she's bathing in a waterfall and he's... He's crumbling to dust or, or melting or something like that. I forgot about the little cartoon dragons. Oh, my goodness. Just a bunch of, like, in-between details that don't really... Mm-hmm. Amount <laughs> to the... They're not really important. Like, guys, 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 was that a dragon made of science being fought by a dragon made of satanic magic? Yeah. No, it was a dragon of made out of cartoon fighting against a different... Dragon made out of cartoon. Yeah, but one of the cartoons yeah. was a computer science yeah. cartoon, and one was a devil dragon cartoon. Like, like was Paul like sitting there one day, like typing things into his computer, and he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna program holographic <laughs> giant dragon into this." Oh yeah. Like you're gonna help me pay my bills. You're gonna help me do my taxes. You're gonna help me withdraw money, and you're gonna make a giant dragon projection. In that order. In that order, please. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll pra- program a uh, super creepy naked lady dream. But we won't tell my girlfriend about this. <laughs> That's the first priority. <laughs> priority number one, come cow. It was a good dream, and then all those goblins are showing up and taking her away. Come on. Well, that was just the devil. The devil made him do it. Mm. What can I say? <laughs> the devil wanted to see if he could give him a boner before he sucked him into that world. Oh, oh! Is that what's going on, John? I think so. Oh, just wow. maybe, the, maybe the devil gave him the dream to test him out before he was going to do the real battle. Yeah, this is some good, this is some good. Yes, I like this. 
the problem with testing him out beforehand is like the whole reason he wanted him in there is because he had magic powers, computer magic, right? And it's like yep. he didn't use it in the, in the thing because he was he thought he was having a dream. Okay, okay, but whatever. This is the this is the end of well he yeah they pass that last test he goes back for one more turn and uh, he uh, the guy's like hey I got an idea how about you get released from this this uh, game we're playing in exchange for Gwen oh he's putting his creepy claws all over him he's like what, what? <laughs> the exact line he says say the word and it ends. What was his response to that? Joel? Oh, I'm sorry. The word is forget it. <laughs> forget it. Oh, he didn't mean he didn't mean like the singular word. He meant the word like you know in a in a symbolic sense. And was right? this after that he tempted him with three ladies and a pile of gold, Joel? I think he says forget it. Then he and then he gets the, the then he's like, "What if I give you all the gold? All the gold." <laughs> he's like, "I've got the gold." Give me the gold. He's got all the gold. But that's not enough. He doesn't want that. It's like, hey, three for one deal. And then he's got three ladies. Which he seems like he's actually kind of ready to leave with the ladies. Uh, his face yeah. is saying one thing for sure. <laughs> the funny thing about it is Gwen's reaction is like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> like, oh, oh, uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, I meant, I meant to say I don't want this either. Sorry. So then he throws them into the middle of the desert. Yep, Mad Max. <laughs> Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> once they once they um, got away from Immortan Joe, they uh, and his, and his his ladies that he milks. Remember that part of the movie? Oh yeah, that part. Ah, huh? you know the you know the reason why I remember that part of the movie? I don't want to talk about it. It's because Sarah reminds me every once in a while of it. She just says, oh, what about that part where they're milking those ladies? I'm like, oh, God, I forgot that part. What do you... Uh, it's definitely that, like, anyways, <laughs> like, the, the minute of the movie, we were just kind of like, WTF? <laughs> oh, it's weird crap. <laughs> what is going on? Okay, we're back to car Spoiler, races now. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, you might want to put that... seen Mad Better put that spoiler tag in there. If they, if they <laughs> Mad Max. Seen Mad Max Fury Road... <laughs> They milk ladies. Okay, anyways. <laughs> I don't think that's that bad of a spoiler. It's not an important plot point. It's just a really weird thing. <laughs> it gives me an existential yuck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, at first, it's it's Gwen and Paul together again, but they're tra- they're trapped in, in Waterworld. Yep. Except for it's Desert World. Mm-hmm. It's not Waterworld. That doesn't make any sense. Isn't this challenge kind of easy, too? Oh, they lose this challenge. So, they were doing okay. There's uh, the three three homunculi with their Jason masks show up, and the one little guy. And uh, he ends up using his... Which he should have done, you know, just... just uh, Oh, that's right. They took off... Once again, he gets his gauntlet taken off. Yeah, they slide it right off his arm. But it works on voice commands. So, he lasers the three big guys... So it was like Siri, three laser beams, this coordinate. Siri, what is a laser beam? Oh, I hope you're not playing this out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa, order laser beam. (laughs) Order laser beam? (laughs) What happens to your Siri history? 
What do you mean? People have Siri history? It just gets all uploaded directly into Steve Jobs' robotic head. <laughs> oh, really? Well, he's a cyborg, obviously. I mean, he, he, we just think he passed away. He was... I never mean to activate it. Oh, I see. And it just happens sometimes. Well, you can turn it off on your phone. I, don't... I think I have turned it off Oh, before. it came back on. Yeah. It has gained sentience. Uh, pretty, we're almost there. Okay. We're almost there. Anyways. <laughs> don't talk about Wait, sentience or the end of the movie? Uh, both, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment Day from our cell phones and the end of this movie are Sky occurring Net. in the same, uh, <laughs> pr- pretty close in, uh. So they end up stealing one of the, one of the, uh, cars and they're driving through the desert and people are shooting at them. And uh, this is Gwen finally gets her her moment to shine and not just be somebody who's been tied up. You know, she takes her laser gun and fires at that. It's interesting to me that, like I said, this is under an hour and a half long. There were some segments in these, like, little dungeons that felt like they were drawn out. Or maybe they, and like the the devil in between parts. Even though I really liked uh, Richard Mull doing that, you know, part. It like some some of this just feels tacked on, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, now that I know what happens, I might be bored by it if I rewatched it. But watching it through the first time, I definitely wanted to know what was going to happen next, and I was paying attention. Right. This movie definitely held my attention. It's pretty exciting. Pretty exciting stuff. Well, yeah, you were you were clicking your heels. You were like, hey, hey, I found a good one. No, no, it's not that. It was just that I was just glad the six month wait paid off. Was yeah. really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really six the- months was worth it, guys. It was. He was it smoking was. a cigarette. He was so satisfied. That's right, Joel. Hmm. And they shoot those guys, and then it turns out he can't control the car because the car is being controlled. Oh no! And he they head they slam headfirst into another car, and the, both cars blow up. He loses this challenge. He's not actually dead, though. He gets transported back, and uh, the devil devil dude is like, You, the game is over. Uh, yeah. I mean... What about the part where he goes back to the cave where the little oh, ratty creature... That was the one before Mad Max. That right. was the one that I, I thought was the least interesting of the bunch... Like I, mean, I said before. Yeah, I don't think it really... It seemed like a continuation of that other one. This mm-hmm. one felt like the most D&D moment yeah, for me in this true. movie. Only because... Um, I mean, real quick. There's like this little rat goblin creature thing. And it's throwing stuff. What appears to be small, I don't know, crystalline uh, sex objects that blow up at, <laughs> at our hero. <laughs> and, and the hero tries to shoot a laser, but he can't. Get accurate readings so it bounces off the walls. Yeah, yeah. And thus causing a cave-in, which collapses on his opponent. Uh, And then he walks over to stare at its, you know, dying body or whatever. And it turns into this, like, ethereal, like, half- Angel with wings. (laughs) But, but, but like, like her clothes are all see-through, so you can see her boobs. And it's just kind of like- She's a sexy angel. Like, you could? Like, I wasn't really looking. Oh, well, uh, well, Sarah, let me... Um, uh, <laughs> uh, according to this book by Einstein, you just gotta... <laughs> just gotta know where to focus. 
Right. And, I mean, uh, I, anyway. didn't, I, I didn't notice. So <laughs> when, when her true form was revealed, of course, Paul felt very apologetic uh, in saying, so I'm sorry, I killed you. And she, But she's like, it's okay. Um, but you know that you could have just walked out of this cave. And that was like the most D&D moment for me where it was just like, oh, come on. And the creature <laughs> transformation thing, too. And like the curse or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. your choices, you could have gone elsewhere. But, like, who would have walked out of the cave if there was something throwing something Plus, at you? Plus, he heard his lady. Like, she called him into the cave. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. there was a voice. Paul, help me. You yeah. all thought, I, was it, one of you thought it was going to turn out to be her. Her, right? Yeah. 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 But, no, it was just some some angel whose nipples you could clearly see through her costume. I mean, a... Uh, <laughs> I was looking at her face. I oh. just wanted, I wondered who she was. Uh, if so she was, was I. In the mo- <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I really didn't notice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Paul Joel, anyway. guilty. Better lock me up. No, it's okay. I, I'm actually. There was another part that I was like, "Are they gonna? Are they gonna show more nudity? Because the beginning, it was like a totally naked lady. A lot of naked, like like not not multiple ladies, but this lady was naked for, for a an extended yeah. amount of time on screen. <laughs> it wasn't like thirty seconds. It was a little a little skin of Maxi. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I immediately looked over at Joel and Sarah. I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't. We don't know. Yeah. I didn't know it was gonna go this way. <laughs> Why is the saxophone playing? I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> one of those movies. Yeah, so uh, that was the one before the Mad Max, and then Mad Max happens and they lose. But don't worry. Uh, it turns out the devil can be easily convinced to stop using all of his supernatural magical powers if you call him a wuss and tell him you want a fist fight. Seems like you can't trust the devil, like, no matter what. That's not what I learned from our previous movies with devils. But the movie we just watched with the devil in it, the devil tried to trick him. Yeah. Well, that was a that was a, a lesson teaching devil, you know, one of the rarer kinds. Yeah. Yeah. Teach you, you know, it's not so bad being in this terrible town with the uh, terrible former, people. A former fascist uh, that is now the head guard and uh, a donkey. That's you know. Innocent of any any crimes, any crime whatsoever. Sick man. (laughs) Why would you think? No, 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 no. no, I don't want to go down that path. The movie this week is what we 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 did that last week. (laughs) Dang it, Joel! So they get in fisticuffs. Although it is, it is an extremely. uh, It's not a fight. They they. Barely get into it, and then eventually they're just lying on the ground, strangling each other over a cliff, uh, a lava cliff that I was—I didn't know that was there. No, I don't think any of us did. And that's why those fire plumes are coming out. Hot it was lava. like not within camera view, but to the right, just just over, there. just over, <laughs> just past where Phantasm Three was being filmed. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, guys, there's giant flames shooting out of the dirt here. Yeah, we're obviously we're like you know lava land. That's true. This it's is very dry, parched, land. <laughs> dry, parched lava it's land. The lava, the lava <laughs> desert level in Super Mario sixty four. Right? I should okay. have known what it was. Hmm. Obviously. So doesn't the devil call upon his magic again at the last? Yeah, minute? he cheats after they've already said they're I not knew. going to. 
I knew and he was going to cheat. His intention of cheating is to bring them both down cuz they like he, he's already like already pinned so he's going to fall in and he destroys the rocks around them. But uh luckily but Paul Yep. Paul <laughs> creates Paul. A, um a, a a pole, a digital pole that he can reach up and pull himself a little bit up with. <laughs> At the tiniest it's the not, tiniest amount. It's not a harmful laser, but it looks like the laser just kind of more thick. It becomes a physical object. Right. You know, and that's the true magic. <laughs> the magic of your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Lessons already, Joel. I yeah. see. I see where we're going. Yeah, my lesson is that if you can make a pole out of magic magic, then a boy can have leaves on his legs. No, that what? Um, I didn't. I didn't catch that. That's all right. Don't, don't, even, don't even worry about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Paul makes a pole, and the pole saves Paul from the devil. A pitfall. Yeah. Some, sometimes a man's best friend is his computer. Is is uh, <laughs> yep. That's true. A sad, sad, lonely man. He got a girlfriend. He's fine. Yeah, yeah he's, he's doing good. Like, he's doing good. Everything's okay. Yeah. And they get released from the game, and they embrace, and she's like, yes, I will marry you. And I was, I thought for sure he was going to, like, walk over and unplug the computer. I thought that's what he was going to do, too. Like, I didn't, but. Oh. Oh. But you guys. You knew it was true love. I, I think you're onto something. We didn't get to see them for very long after that moment, so maybe he does after that. <laughs> I mean, the computer's already... Maybe the computer hooks up with the computer from uh, Electric Dreams. And they, you know, because that one can talk too. Or maybe the lady just is okay with being in a relationship with a man in a computer. It's a, it's a new it's a new world out there. That's all I'm saying. All kinds of sexual relationships are just possible. Saying, yeah, I mean, you just got to open yourself up to the possibilities. We'll you know? see. I don't know. Right? AI is the next step. <laughs> the devil, the Ma- devil, set them free. <laughs> <laughs> Understand? Yeah, we almost died several times. You know what? I don't care if your computer wants to be in the bed with us. I'm fine with it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the devil showed me the way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just program your computer to say, oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. And you're set. I'm going to go, guys. Hey, I bye, Sarah. Stuff to bye, do. Sarah. Hey, nice talking to you. All right, Joel, let's roll up some characters here. So, how was uh, how was the movie, guys? Did Sup- you- I was surprised. I, I thought it was, I knew it was going to be cheesy. I watched the trailer. Uh, I didn't know what I was in for. Like, the trailer, uh, just real real quick description, it shows, like, brief, a few seconds of each, like, thing that they were going to do. Like, it shows a little bit of the car race, or the, the this and that, uh, the different trials. So, But I didn't know exactly how how much, or it doesn't really go into too much detail on, like, you know, why Separating they're... Separating it. Why, yeah. So there's just a lot of random imagery, and I'm like, okay, this is going to look like it's going to be fun. Um, the closest thing that I can relate to this was the Adult Swim TV show. Um, I think it's, is it Fat Man Stuck in the Internet or some, something stupid like that? Anyways, I think they might have just essentially stolen this movie to mm. make their show. 
I see. So. I've not heard of that show. Yeah. It was okay. It it wasn't very good. I did. I got the impression that you thought it was. It did have something to do with Dungeons and Dragons. Right? Well, that was called, yeah. The trailer, first of all, doesn't say that it's like the devil. So, like, I was like, oh, cool. Maybe it's like some evil dungeon master who's like taken over or something like that. So, just like you. That's right, man. I don't know what the actual like how this movie came together in real life, but to me, it seems like they like contacted people and were like that were dungeon masters and they were like okay now you're going to do like an adventure and each time the devil gives him another challenge it's like another adventure that somebody wrote and directed or whatever yeah and um and a band <laughs> <laughs> I got wasp under contract we're going to put him in the movie they're going to yeah. play their song tormentor and you're gonna love it. Did you think there was something that was like D and D ish about it for yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I agree with your your assessment of this film. That it definitely feels like a series of encounters, or maybe like a series of modules that 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 the player has to go through in order to to win the day and and the campaign kind of a thing. And it definitely plays out like that. I could see where they were. They could, you could call this dungeon master and get away with it. I feel like the part where the devil takes them to the desert or whatever at night, it's always night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Always night. <laughs> um, the devil, I feel like this encounter that he's having with the devil is kind of D&D-ish. Yeah. Too. But the other ones, I think they were trying to make it work for a movie and work next to each other, too, which mm. it kind of does. kind of does that. But Yeah. Yeah, I could see why they would call it that. It's more like the devil, but... <laughs> <laughs> the devil master. Yeah. <laughs> this movie definitely shouldn't be called The Devil Made Me Do It, yeah. like, as you mentioned earlier, Sarah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the computer wore glasses and was stuck in a devil dimension. The movie. Would you recommend anyone watch this? Yeah. I think so. Me too. There are a lot of people I wouldn't tell about it, but there are probably a lot of people I would too. Like you were worried people would judge you if the if they watched the movie. Oh, I mean rightfully so. There's a lot of there's there's some pretty uh some raunchy stuff in this movie, you know? I mean I'm not worried about people watching a raunchy movie. I'm mm -hmm. worried about people watching Under the Cherry Moon instead of this. Well, I hate to bring it up, but uh, me and Sarah recently recorded on the movie Under the Cherry Moon. And now every movie seems amazing compared to what we saw. <laughs> so I'm, j I'm just kidding. No, I mean, this is a fun, quick, you know, This fun is a time. fun movie. And this it's is a fun movie. Like that stop motion thing. I was, I was thrilled to see that going on. I was not expecting it. It's more effort than I was expecting they would have made put into the movie. And... I think the actor, the main actor, and the guy who played the devil, I think they both did a pretty good job. And the actress was all right. She wasn't given much to work with. Yeah. yeah. She was the damsel in distress. And she did the best she could with being tied to a rock. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be interested to see how this movie would have been written nowadays. Yeah. I would oh, actually remake. Like a, some sort of modern take on this. Yeah, starring Dwayne the Rock. No, wait. 
I know. The nerdiest actor I can think of. Let's throw him like in some more khaki and it just looks like he's like Chris Hemsworth and uh like like The Rock's character just jumps from one movie to the other. <laughs> like mm-hmm. no That's costume change right, necessary. Right. <laughs> well something has to be destroyed. I know. Oh yeah, thank you. Thank you. Right. Falling down. I feel like it achieves a lot for such a short movie too. They really they throw you right in. It's action packed. There's only a few moments where you're like, why are we doing this? But even, I mean, they used some creativity to come up with even those moments. Comes together. Agreed. In a just fine package. Yeah. Fun fun for a rainy afternoon. Why not? I believe you can find this on Blu-ray, right? Oh, yes. I saw that double pack with the Exterminators movie. Nice. So get your, get your Blu-ray today using our special link. At uh, Aaron Cornelius loves the ladies dot com slash Amazon. <laughs> wow! And uh, you wow. know, uh, yeah. So if you guys are okay, I'm going to read the outro stuff. I'm okay. Ready to go. Okay. Well, here you go. Hey, listeners! If you have any suggestions or comments, you write into please don't podcast at gmail dot com or message us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash PDSMIOS. All these links are available in the show notes, by the way. If you subscribe to us on iTunes or you listen to us on through the podcast app on an Apple uh, product, we'd appreciate it if you left us, it left us a star rating or a written rating. Uh, thank you in advance. Check out the other shows on our network. That's at eartrumpetaudio.com. I'm just going to rattle through a bunch of these here. The Realist, which is a movie that goes through the top 100 AFI movies. Life Mark, they talk about Lifetime and Hallmark movies. Uh, let's see, Pet Cinematary focuses on the animal actors in the movies that we love. It's a great show. Love You Like Crazy, it's that young adult novel podcast where they read it and talk about those things, and uh, that's one of my personal favorites right now. Podcast of Grey School, He Man, Watch yeah. Through. Really great stuff. Great produce. Can We Cult? They talk about cults, and it's two sassy ladies who are uh, just so much fun to listen to. They see me rolling a D&D story podcast. That sounds appropriate for this kind of thing. Right Hot there. dang, I'm going to have to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun there. And last but not least, Beckett to the Future. I've mentioned that a couple of times. Chronological watch-through of Quantum Leap episodes. All that stuff and more available at eartrumpetaudio.com. Check us out today. So, uh, you know, I didn't preface that you guys had to think of a lesson. I hope that, you know, we've been doing this for 134 episodes or 35. I'm not sure. So, um, I think, I think I've, I've created a Pavlovian response to whenever Joel's rattling off a bunch of podcasts that I immediately have to come up with the lesson. Oh, like, if, if Joel just called me and he just started naming podcasts off, I would just make up a lesson yeah, like, immediately yeah. on the spot. Yeah. Like, uh, life- how did this get made? And uh, we hate <laughs> movies, uh, Flophouse, just other bad movie podcasts. Uh, life will find a way, Joel. That's my lesson. No, I'm just kidding. That is, <laughs> that's an excellent lesson. <laughs> See, finds a way. <laughs> the lesson is uh, never, never met a comic book shop by yourself for more than 12 hours. <laughs> yeah man that is a life lesson <laughs> but do you I've have a it. lesson um, from Rage War the most appropriately named movie ever made I mean I mean man what can you learn from this right like what can't you yeah I'm trying to think like I mean wow 
I have a lot. Well, get, let's yeah, get I'm ready. Into I'm ready, Sarah. Lay into it. Um, the first one I thought of was uh, "Don't be mean to cats" because cats are awesome, and if you hurt them, people will think you could be a young devil, the devil. And the other one I thought of off the top of my head is "Don't fall in love with your computer." Yeah, because I mean that's um, a little late. Uh, but okay, um, he could have probably avoided this whole thing if he wasn't so into computers. Y- yeah, I was talking about the protagonist, not me. Anyways, yes. Um, <laughs> if you see a naked lady in the first two minutes, it doesn't mean there's going to be naked ladies later in a movie. <laughs> wow, it's a real down- you might- <laughs> real downer of a lesson. Just uh, but 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 you might see a little bit of naked lady. Well, kind of kind of like sheer see through top kind of thing going on. Yeah, the the kind of thing that gets the average elementary school you know kid being like, I shouldn't have seen this. <laughs> I think the answer to fighting the devil is laser beams. That's <gasps> what I learned. That's yeah, what I learned I from this movie, guys. Just use lasers. Just use lasers. Yeah. I mean, when in doubt. I mean, yeah. if the devil starts spouting at you some nonsense, just laser raise up laser. your wrist and fire your laser at him. Yeah, you don't even have to you aim. Don't, you don't got to deal with it. That's a really good lesson. I think the lesson that I learned from this movie is that sometimes it's a good idea just to take all of your ideas and throw them all in one pot and, and like, take everything that you got. Like... You got puppetry? Yeah, let's put it in the movie. You got costuming? Let's put that in the movie. You got stop motion animation? Let's put that in the movie. You got regular animation? Yeah, we got the dragon part. Put that in the movie. You know, let's let's do some pyrotechnics. Let's do some racing. Let's do some cop drama type, type murder mystery thing. Why not? You know, you'll get something pretty fun. Uh, I, I, I there's it, it does feel like there is a hand of experience going here. Charles Band is made tons of tons of movies produced or directed and that definitely made it but it, it seems like they didn't shoot down any ideas and it actually works out yeah i think the movie flows pretty well mm-hmm. pretty fun um, i was really happy to see wasp uh you know perform some heavy metal for us my lesson is always include a heavy metal band no <laughs> tight good lesson good lesson that's what was missing from uh, the machine that kills bad people. Oh, you're right. It did need a heavy metal band. Mm-hmm. Something that probably didn't exist at the time. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. EarTrumpetAudio.com Ideas and entertainment. Loud and clear.